I am honored to introduce Stephen Lambert. He is the founder and the CEO of Five Star Concepts. Stephen has helped countless individuals and organizations with their business and their personal goals, and he does that by helping them become better tomorrow than they were yesterday. Stephen's class today is going to be about relationships and tapping into your, um, your support system. Let's give Stephen a big welcome. Hello, everyone. How are you today? It looks like you've had a, a, a couple of fun days. I uh, snuck around here last night just to check out my, the space when I um, flew in. And I saw a lot of very, very glamorous people. Looks like it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really excited to be here today, and I have worked with, uh, with Mascara before in, on, a, on, on a, in a local level, and, and I've loved learning more and more about your organization and what beautiful things each of you do. Um, my daughter, when she found out, she lives in Colorado, that I was doing this today, sent me a shopping list of things to get. <laughs> so um, it's really good. But I wanted to start off by... Um, telling you just uh, a little bit about me and how that might tie into why I'm up here on the stage today. So here's just a little bit about me. Um, I was born in this beautiful city here in Salt Lake City, Utah. My dad was going to school at uh, the University of Utah. And as soon as he graduated, he brought us to this little teeny town in the middle of nowhere where it did a lot of this and everybody was doing a lot of that. But I remember, you know, I, I was just very, very young when we lived there. But what I remember of that place, I absolutely loved it. But when I was about six years old, my family moved to the big city here where there was a lot of this going on and everybody was doing a lot of that. And you know what? I really absolutely loved that. That was a great place to be raised. Well, as, um, as a youngster, yeah, that's me. Um, I tended to be uh, a lot of this right here. And fortunately, I had some great parents who helped me and supported me in what I loved to do. I spent a lot of time with my dad doing this and a lot of time with my mom doing that. However, my favorite room in the house was definitely this right here. And I just absolutely loved to do that. By the time I was 12 years old, I baked my first baked Alaskan. By the time I was 15 years old, I made my first wedding cake. When my younger sister turned 16, I threw her a fabulous six sweet 16 party. And I learned throughout my youth that I absolutely loved to cater parties. And in fact, when I grew up, that's exactly what I wanted to do. If you were to talk to people who knew the young version of me, they would say that you, he you heard me say a lot of this. This was my favorite quote in my teenage years, right there. Right? Makes sense, doesn't it? Well, a few years went by, and I decided to go to this school here. And there I studied uh, both communications and psychology. I was in love with both of those topics, and I thought they were very, very fascinating. But after doing that for a couple of years, I did this. I know, it's a good thing, right? And um, 
even though my real interest in this, in communications, and my fascination with psychology, in the back of my head, I still had a love for this. And so my wife and I opened up a catering company in California, and we did that for about four years, and it was pretty successful. Um, we did a really good job. However, I felt like I needed to go back to school and at least get some sort of degree to help me learn how to run the business. I was great at throwing parties, but how to run the business, that was kind of a little bit different story. So I decided to come right here to Las Vegas and go to this school here and to study in this major there. While I emphasized, had an emphasis and a minor in food and beverage management. But if you go to this school here and major in that major there, they make you to graduate. In order to graduate, you had to work in one of these. I had never even thought about working in the hotel industry, but I had to do it to graduate, so I started working in hotels here in Las Vegas. And guess what? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Loved it. Now, we decided to stay here in Las Vegas for about four years after I graduated um, from UNLV. And I did a lot of catering, and I loved it. I was doing what I absolutely loved. But I found out through going to school and working in hotels that I loved work doing it inside the hotel industry. I got to work with a lot of these, and well, to be quite honest, by the time when I was talking to them, they looked more like this. And I got to work with their mothers as well that looked a lot like that. But guess what? I absolutely loved it. Well, after a while, I moved my family here to this beautiful coastal town in Central California. And I worked at this unbelievable uh, historic hotel. By the way, this is a view of my office. Not bad. This is what my family did on the weekends even better. And yeah, you're right, I absolutely loved it. But having had all these children, there's five in there somewhere, I started to realize that the food and beverage industry and the catering industry was taking a lot of time away from my children. So I um, was approached by this company here and they asked me to come in and do training for them. And so I started to train. And uh, for, for Signature Worldwide. And what I did was, is we went out and we trained customer service uh, training. We, learned, we taught people how to make, you know, offer better customer service and for their companies make a lot more of that. And I got to work in great cities like this and this and this and even this. And yes, I absolutely loved doing it. But after four years, of doing this, I decided I wanted to get, break out on my own, and that's when I started Five Star Concepts. And at Five Star Concepts, um, when starting this company, I moved my family to this little teeny town about four miles, or, or two hours north of here, in St. George, Utah. And I've, we've actually, I've actually lived there for the last 18 years. And while I taught people, continue to teach people how to offer better customer service, and how to make a lot more money, I got to work at great places like this one in Park City, or this one in Chicago, or this one in Maui, and this one in Salt Lake City, and even this one in my own backyard in St. George, Utah. And I absolutely love every single second of it. But 
The interesting thing is, is that my original love of an interest in communications and in psychology tie right into customer service and making money. So my whole life kind of came around in this, this circle. And that, ladies, in a nutshell, is a little bit about me. And it's what I call a lamb reduction. So where does that bring us today? And why does that have anything to do with what we're talking about? Well, if you think about it, you know, we're talking about eating at eat each other's sandwiches. Interesting title, I love it. Um, a lot of it had to do with my own support system. Everything all along the way. My beautiful parents who supported me, that continue to support me along the way today. I can rely on them to do that. And even though I'm not married to the, my bride of 30-some uh, years ago, she continued to support me and, and she supported me throughout all those endeavors. And I could not have done any of that without her at my side. She was the brain, I was the creative person, but she was kind of the, the, the person that kind of kept me down to earth a lot of times. My children were a fantastic support system for me because um, that, they were my driving force, to be honest. Uh, back when I started for Five Star Concepts, my goal was simple to earn enough money to support my family while having fun doing something I loved. And as long as those three things, support my family, having fun, doing something I loved, remained intact, then I was successful in, for, for what I was doing. But then there were other people throughout my life, ladies and gentlemen that I worked for, mentors, friends, relatives, people that helped me all along the way and supported me in those endeavors. So that's what brings us today to, uh, to this topic here, relationships, optimizing communication, and tapping into your support system. Now I want to talk about three great truths, three truths that tie right into this. Uh, truth number one. What? Am I going backwards or what? Okay, I'll just give you all three great truths at once. I don't know why it went backwards that way. Truth number one is that we have a tendency to judge ourselves based on our intentions while others judge us based on our actions. We'll talk a little bit about that. Truth number two. Great people surround themselves by greater people. And truth number three, feedback is the mirror in which we can see for ourselves how other people view our actions. So let's talk a little bit about these three great truths. First, intentions versus actions. You know, we all have great intentions. Inside, those intentions are real and they're important. But sometimes we can, be, we can judge ourselves by those intentions and we can be biased about ourselves because of those intentions. Um, perfect example, Gen Z, where's Gen Z? I'm sure she, you know, she asked me for this PowerPoint presentation like a month ago or more, right? 
And I'm like, okay, I'm getting to it. Okay, I'm getting to it. In my mind, my intentions were great, okay? I got a lot on my plate right now. I'm, I'm really busy, but I'm going to get to it. I got to figure out what I want to say and how I'm going to tie this all together. But I'm going to get this PowerPoint presentation to her. And the deadline passed. And okay, but I'm getting there. I know what I'm doing here. Um, this is going to be great. And while my intentions were valid and good, Gen Z's sitting over there going, what's up with this guy and why won't he get me what I asked for? You know, I'm judging myself based on those intentions while she's judging me based on my actions. And I don't know if she really felt that way or not, but it was a good example. She was probably not even thinking twice about me. She was so worried about other things. But I love this quote that the, eyes, that the eye sees only what the mind is prepared to comprehend. And that's true with all of us. And so what do you do about this? Well, how does your support system tie into this? Well, I love, I, I love Ellen's quote here. Sometimes you can't see yourself clearly until you see yourselves through the eyes of others. So let's think about that for just a second um, and how that ties into that next great truth. The next great truth being great people surround themselves with even greater people. Weak people are afraid to do this. So ask yourself this personal question, just to yourself. Are you surrounding yourself with people with great talent, with great insight, with, that, are, that, that know what you're, that, that you're, what you're going through and that can help you? Are you surrounding yourself? Are you building a team of these unbelievable individuals that can support you and help you grow and help you become this better person, this better businesswoman, this better salesperson. Sometimes that's scary to do, isn't it? Why do you think that's scary? Any, any feedback from, from you? Why do you think it's scary to do that? Yes. Are they? Of course they are. They can be intimidating. What else? Yes. Okay, very good. What else? You might, they might cause you not to feel as great as you think you are. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, any other comments? Exactly. So I, I better not do it. Yeah. <laughs> and those are all really valid fears. I mean, seriously, those are valid fears. And so um, how do you overcome those? How, get yourself out there. What else? Therapy. Therapy. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's true. You just have to do it. Um, if you look at some of the greatest leaders in the, uh, in the country, in the world, in history, that's what they do. In fact, let's look at this quote from uh, Oprah. Surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher. That makes perfect sense, does it not? Why would you not want to do that? Surround yourself with people who will, make that, who will only lift yourself higher. And I love the second part of what she says. 
Life is already filled with people who want to bring you down. You don't even have to try to do that. But what you want to make sure you're doing is surrounding yourself with people that are as great or even greater than you. And this will tie into the next section as well. Um, I look at back at my support system and everybody that did that. This is, th these pictures on here are people that did that. They all have unbelievable talents that I don't possess. They have insight and history and knowledge that I never had. So by me putting these people in my life, I am able to become a better person. And you notice I have my children up there. I sometimes wonder how, if, if, if I sometimes wonder if my children really provided me with more insight on life than I ever could have provided them. And I'm sure some of you feel that as well. I am a better person because of my children. And so keep that in mind as well. Now, let's talk about your support system a little bit. You can break up your support system into different circles, so to speak. And I have three different circles, and there's, there's numerous different types of things that you can do. But you know, you have a, an, an emotional support system. You have your professional support system. You have a practical support system. And so basically what you're doing is you're looking at those people out there that are your support system, and you can kind of lump them into their, these different categories. And they may kind of work together as well. You might have some people that are in your emotional support system that are also in your professional support system, or they may not be. They may, they may not carry over in both. But the important thing to remember here is this, is when you're working with your ITA support system, you wanna make sure you you're taking the right challenge, the right issue, the right question to the right person. That's important. As great as my mother is and as much as I love her, I know that there are some things I just do not want to bring up with her, okay? <laughs> um, because I know that it'll just come back and it'll be more negative or be more harmful to me or more, or, or more hurtful maybe even than if I, if I did. And so it's important that you understand that. I was, um, and, it's, and it's also important to understand the reality of the people within your support systems versus the the fantasy of the people in your support system, so to speak. I, I, have you ever heard of Dr. Laura, the radio host? Yeah, I, was, I used to travel when I was training for Signature. I was traveling in the car, you know, driving up and down all over the country. Um, once I got to a certain area, I would just spend the whole week traveling in the car. And so I got to listen to, to radio a lot. And I remember Dr. Laura once saying something I thought was really interesting. A woman had called in, and she was all upset because, because she the relationship she had with her mother wasn't what she thought it should be. And she didn't know how to fix that. I really want a mother that does this and this and this and this. And how do I fix that? And Dr. Laura basically said, well, what you want isn't reality because your mother's not the type of person to provide this, this, this and that. So you have, to, you, you have to be able to work with what you've got and be able to understand that from a, a position of reality versus, well, I really want this person to be an emotional support to me. But guess what? They just might not have it in them to do that. 
So now it's up to you to decide, okay, so I'm gonna take them out of my emotional support circle and maybe I'll just keep them in my professional circle or my practical circle, or maybe I just don't wanna put them in any of my support circles. That's up to you. But you have to look at it from a, from a balance of subjectivity and objectivity and make sure that you're going to the right people for the right things. And like Oprah says, if they don't belong in a support circle, then maybe you just need to, to get rid of them and be nice to them, but don't go to them for support, so to speak. Any questions on this or comments? Yes. Oh, no. Exactly. Yes. Right, exactly. With my mother personally, she might be the person I go to for emotional support, maybe, depending upon what I'm looking for. Um, practical support, definitely. Professional support, uh, no. Practical, what does anybody think practical might be? What would your practical support system? Your husband? Why would you, why would you put your husband in a practical support system? Okay. But. And practical support might also be, you know, um, someone you know you can go to to watch your kids or to, you know, to help take care of, of those practical things in your life so you can succeed. Exactly. Yes. Any other questions? I saw another hand go up too. When we... Yes. You need to change your number. No, I'm just Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It does get complicated, and it actually ties right into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is feedback. 
This is probably one of the more difficult things to talk about. If I were to come up to you and say, I would like to offer you some feedback. What's the first emotions you start to feel? Anxious. Whew. What did I do wrong, right? Okay, all right, good. That's good attitude. That, that's what I hope everybody can get, can get to. But generally speaking, when we first talk about feedback, people kind of get defensive. And that's, I think, natural for us to be able to do. Um, but in talking about feedback, well, let me, let me go to this quote here um, from Bill Gates. We all need people who will give us feedback. That's how we improve. Remember, go back to the very first thing I said. We, we tend to base ourselves on our intentions while others judge ourselves on our actions. We judge ourselves on intentions, they judge on actions. We can never truly be unbiased enough to judge ourselves on actions. You need other people in your life to be able to do that for you, aka your support system. And so this is what's important. But here, this is, this is something in talking about feedback that I think is really important to understand. I, I pulled up two definitions. The first definition is the definition of criticism. Okay, the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. That's criticism. Feedback is very different than that. Here's the definition of feedback. Information about reactions to a product, a person's performance of a task, etc., which is used as a basis for improvement. Criticism versus feedback. They're two very different things. So, when a person comes up to you and offers you information on how to improve, the first thing in your mind is to understand or to figure out, okay, is this criticism or is this feedback? And when you get right down to it, it has to do with the intent of the individual. That's the key right there, which goes back to our support system. Is this person that's offering you feedback in your support system? Do you trust them? And most importantly, are, do they have your best interest in mind? Is their agenda to support your agenda? That's the key right there. If it doesn't, if they do not have your best interest in mind, if their agenda at that moment is not to support your agenda, then that is not feedback. That is criticism and you need to run away from it because it's not going to do you any good. Feedback is what we need. Now here's what's interesting, is that feedback isn't necessarily good or bad. I mean, this is a perfectly, a perfect form of feedback. If, if I were to walk up to you and say, you know, I, I really, really like that jacket that you're wearing today. It makes, it, it's very flattering on you and it, and it looks like it's very comfortable. I suggest that you continue to wear it. That's feedback, right? I just offered her feedback. Was that negative? Was it critical? No, but that's what feedback is. And it's important that we understand that to begin with. And so in talking about feedback, well, let me just, you know, 
I have, we have this um, two-day seminar of personal development, and we talk a lot about feedback in this personal development and, uh, and how to implement it into your life. And um, it's always one of the scariest parts of, of this workshop. And one of the things that we, we do is we have people walk around and offer feedback to each other. And these are people that may have only known each other for, by, at this time, about 24 hours. Um, and that's kind of scary. The first thing that we have them do is we have them walk around and tell the person that they, that they come up, everybody just kind of walks around in this room and they kind of, they come up to each other and, um, and, and the first go around is offer two pieces of what we call flattering feedback. Something, something you like about this person that you've noticed or you learned by, from this person over the last 24 hours. And then after they do that, and they feel pretty comfortable with it, and they're like, okay, this is cool, I like this feeling, this feels great. Then we say, okay, now it's time to go around, and we want to offer you to offer one piece of feedback to this person that you've probably only known for 24 hours that you believe will help them improve their life. And then the room gets really silent. It's like, what? Um, okay. But you know what happens is after we do this, bonds strengthen. People become better friends. They become each other's support system. And they become closer because there is a sense of authenticity there as you learn to trust other people in offering you feedback. We have a, what we call a feedback model. And um, I want to share this with you. It's, it goes for both giving feedback, offering feedback, and then receiving the feedback. The first thing you want to do when giving feedback is describe a specific behavior. So this is where, this will work with what you were talking about with your family and whatnot, okay? So describe a specific behavior, whatever that might be. You need to be specific, okay? Now, if you're the one receiving the feedback, you need to listen to that. You need to absorb it. You need to focus on what they're saying. Try to understand the spirit behind what that's all about. Second of all, if you're giving the feedback, be clear on how this, this behavior impacted themselves, the team, the task at hand. What did it do? How did it help or hurt? And then, if you're the one receiving the feedback, is ask questions. And I think this sometimes is the most difficult part of, the, of receiving the feedback, is because by asking questions, you're actually admitting that they might be right. You are, you have to kind of take down any sort of defense mechanism that you might be feeling if you're gonna actually ask questions. You notice it doesn't say argue with them, right? You want to clarify and ask them questions. And then, when offering feedback, you always want to make a suggestion, a request, or a demand. A demand would be if you are their boss and a supervisor and it's gotten to the point where, hey, listen, you need to do this or we're going to have to talk about you moving on. You know, so that's, just, that's when we say demand. And then respond by saying thank you as a person receiving feedback. As the person receiving feedback, though, the next step is by far the most important. 
It's up to you what to do with this feedback. It's up to you to decide whether or not you are going to accept it or whether or not you are going to say, okay, thank you very much, have a nice day, see you in the next life. It's totally up to you. If you decide to accept it because you feel it's valid and you feel like the person that, that is offering it to you has a point, great. Now you've just been able to do something to improve your life. However, if you feel like it's something that is not valid and it's not something you want to change and you don't see a reason to do that, the important thing to remember there is let it go. Let it go. You know, I, I, the, the, phrase, the phrase I tell myself often that helps me let things like this go is consider the source and move on. Just consider the source. All right, fine, that was their, that was their opinion and whatnot. They don't know any better and, and, and whatever and then just move on. Easier said than done, definitely. Easier said than done. So, any questions on this or comments? Yes. It is. Personality, the way you think, exactly. And say something. Right. Yes. That is very, very true. Which brings us right into what do we do to implement feedback, right? How do we implement this in our life? Um, uh, that's, uh, if it's that important, what do we do to start implementing it? Well, the first thing you want to remember is the uh, two-in-one two rule. Just like I mentioned earlier in this workshop that we worked at, where we had you know, them go up there and offer two pieces of what we called flattering feedback to these individuals. And then after that was done, we had them go up and offer um, two pieces of feedback that they thought that they would be able to do to improve their life. The same thing in your life is always, when you're offering feedback to, to your, 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 the people that you're working with, um, remember this two-in-one rule. Now, when I say two and one, it doesn't mean to be like, okay, I need to offer you some negative feedback, so I'm gonna say two nice things and then we're gonna get into, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. What it means is, is you know, if, if there is something that I want to say to someone else to help them improve and, they, and I'm afraid they might take it a little bit wrong, generally speaking, what you need to ask yourself, okay, well, when's the last time I said something to make them feel good, to, to tell them that they were doing something right? And what was the time before that that I did that? And the general rule of thumb is, is I want to make sure that I am always offering someone flattering feedback twice as much than I might be offering them feedback for improvement. So you don't just sound like someone that every time that you walk in the door, they're like, oh no, here, here she comes. You know, you don't want to be that person. Nobody wants to be that person. 
So it's best to just remember this two, two-in-one rule. Um, but the second thing is, is and this is, is important in implementing feedback in your life, and that is not very easy, but it's ask. Be brave, ask your support systems for feedback. I've had individuals that tell me that they actually print out or take the feedback model that I shared with you just a couple minutes ago to their support system, to their friend, and say, okay, I need you to offer me some feedback on something. We are going to use this. <laughs> and they kind of use that as a coaching guideline to help them through that because while you're sitting here learning about this, they may not know and they may not know how to, to work with that. So educate your support system and help them feel comfortable in offering you this type of feedback. And as you ask them and you start to receive it from them, something magical happens because then it starts to reverse and it starts to, um, they start to ask you and they start to accept it from you as well. So that's, that's really important. Um, any questions on, on implementing feedback? How are we doing on time? <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Well, and I think, and again, that depends upon the situation. If it's somebody that you are, that is in your, is it called a downline? If you're, okay, in your downline and you need to talk to them about something and offer them, well, guess what? They don't really, you know, that's just the way it works, you know? You're there to support them, and your job is to help them become more successful, and so you need they need to do it. Other people that it's just, they may not want it, that's up to them. I mean, and remember, it goes back to, you know, it's up to them whether or not they accept it or not. At the same time, I think it's okay for us to ask somebody. It says, you know, I've noticed something and I would like to, to talk to you about it. Is it okay if we, and I, you could say, is it okay if I offer you some feedback? But again, once, once that person hears that word, yeah, ugh. So there might be a better way to approach it than using the word feedback. Um, but can I talk to you about something, you know? But remember, when you do that, you should only offer that after you've known that you have also complimented them a couple times. And again, not all at once. I'm not saying you're gonna do that in the same sitting. Yeah, right? <laughs> but just over time, you know? And so that they trust you. And they have to know, when you're offering someone else feedback, remember, they have to know, you have to, communicate to them somehow that you are on their side and that you are helping them in their endeavors and this is a gift you're offering them not a not just something to to, to tear them down they have to trust you so I think that's the most important thing is that trust level um, so looking back at the three great truths any questions on any of these No? So let me ask you this. Whose sandwiches do you finish? Turn to per the person you're sitting next to and talk a little bit about your support system. Name one person, maybe two people, to the person next to you or behind you, whatever works easiest. Who is your number one and your number two person in your support group 
and why. We only have a, about a minute to do that. Okay, so now what I'd like you to do, just have a couple minutes to do this. Who wants to share with the group something fantastic you just heard as far as support system? You can either tell, us, tell me who, who, what, you, what you said, or if you heard somebody else say, hey, this was my support system, and you thought that was a great example, tell us, share. Who is your support system? Yes. him business questions and he's really helpful with that but emotional I go a lot to my sister because we have we grew up with the same parents we're different very different but she understands some of the frustrations or whatever that I have emotionally because we had the same yeah the same things so that's awesome who else wants to share back there like microphones. Um, I was telling my new friend with the beautiful hair here, um, honestly, one of my biggest support is um, another mascara artist that has become one of my bestest friends. Um, it's just nice that we can talk. To, we're not even on the same team, but we can talk to each other because we're both doing the same thing. Like, we understand the journey. Like, my husband's supportive. Like, he doesn't get it. You know, like, he's not, oh, female. He's not in the makeup company, you know. So I was telling her that she needs to find I feel like another mascara artist that you can be close with, you guys can bounce ideas off of, struggles off of, that they can be honest with you. And that's just been really helpful to me, I guess. That's awesome. Anyone else want to share? Okay. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like, 
I have gone to conventions by myself almost every single time. This is the first year that I've actually had some of my teenies go. But I have made connections with so many different women just by, Being you know, there. jumping, taking that leap and just introducing myself and saying, hi, I am, right? <laughs> and, and that's how you get that connection. Me and Julie, we met in Nashville. And we talk all the time on Facebook, and we change ideas, and we talk, like, talk about all these different things. I met Cindy in their first convention, and, and so that, that's all it is. It's just getting out of our little comfort shell and, you know, putting yourself out there. Not being afraid, surrounding yourself with people who might even be greater than you, right? We have about 30 more seconds. Any other questions, comments? Yes. I really believe that that's in our own head that we tell ourselves that, oh, they don't want to talk to me because I am not good enough for them. Or, you know, I just, I just could never be up there with that group. And we set ourselves up and then we just sabotage ourselves. We, we don't go up to them or we tell ourselves they don't like me. And yeah. Stop making up stories. Yeah, it's all we, about the we, stories. We have a that tendency to tell, tell stories in our head that aren't true, and we absolutely believe them. You had one more. Th you had one thing you wanted to say. Go ahead, and then we'll conclude. I wanted to add that my sister is my emotional support. I'm the type of person that I do not talk about my feelings at all. You don't tell what? I don't talk about my feelings at okay. all. I don't get angry. I get crazy happy, but I, I don't talk about feelings. But my sister is my emotional support, and I lay it all out on the table. And I think the reason why it's so easy for me to do it with her is because she lives really far away. <laughs> so if you guys need an emotional support, her sister. find someone <laughs> that lives really far away because it's easy to talk to someone on the phone. Because yeah. You, when you see face to face, you just start breaking down and crying and, and you like have word vomit. But when you just talk to someone on the phone, it's like really quick. You let it all out and you just feel better. So find someone far away. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Well, just in conclusion, you know, first of all, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Hopefully you can walk away with a tidbit of information that, will, uh, that you can implement in your life. Um, you know, but just remember those three great truths. You know, surround yourself with great people. Surround yourselves with great people make you better. Use those individuals to create support systems and, and have them help you to, uh, to learn and to grow and to um, help you become even a, a better individual. And use feedback. Implement it in your life. As difficult as that may be and as scary as that may be, I promise you, as you start to do it and as you start to feel more comfortable with it, you will learn so much more about yourself. You will gain so much more respect by others in your, in your uh, support groups, and you'll just succeed. Thank you very much for having, us, having me here today. And good luck to each one of you. <laughs>